I wish everyone could see my screen where I'm looking at Dave is just laughing like, what's happening? This is ridiculous. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Battle of Futility Fantasy Football League podcast week two. Hey, Dave Lee. How's it going? About the same as usual here in Connecticut where it gets dark at uh, 3.55 p.m. And uh, yeah, we're good. Our plan for today was to have Dennis come on and talk about rule changes, but he got something in the mail the other day and he's kind of gone. He's disappeared for 24 hours, Dave. I'm not sure what's happening. Haven't heard that, but uh, I'm sure I will. And then Joe B, I think Joe B will join us for our regular feature, Joe B's Corner. He had quite a quite an opinion piece that he put out. Uh, it was a little metaphysical for fantasy football, I thought, but uh, it was a good start. I do miss him ripping on team names. I'm hoping he's going to get back to the standard issue. What do you think? I have no doubt. All right. Well, we hope to add him at some point and get his perspective on things. And we're looking for guests for future episodes. Hopefully we'll get everybody before the season's over. How many, I don't even know how many weeks is this. What is this, uh, like 12 weeks, 11 weeks? Who knows, right? Yeah, we should be going through uh, week 15 and uh, playoffs included. Yeah. And after that, uh, it's over. All right, perfect. Uh your co-host here, MDG, Michael D. Gorman. I am taking the great sacrifice for this entire league. And uh, I'm in Las Vegas at the Venetian Hotel. But I said, I'm taking a little time to put this podcast out here. <laughs> I wish this was a video podcast to see Dave's face. But so uh, coming into Vegas today, a little story for you, Dave. Coming into Vegas today. I'm coming across that Hoover Dam. You know, I'm driving up here from Phoenix and everything. Coming across the Hoover Dam, and I'm thinking, God, I got a headache, like an excedrin headache, like you have no business idea. Wow. Well, anyway, I figure I'm going to pull off in the first town and get some excedrin or some Tylenol. I don't even know what's going on. So I go into this place. I see it looked like a pharmacy. It had a green sign going. It said dispensary. So I'm like, all right, I'll go in this place. So I'll go walking in this place. And I'm like, hey, you got any Tylenol or Advil? And he goes, uh, I'm a bud tender. My name is Joseph. And I said, I got a bad headache. Where's the Tylenol? Where's the Advil? Where's the Excedrin? He's like, no, 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 you don't want that. I got the special kind of candy for you to take. It's like a gummy bear. Go ahead and have that. So I cleared up the headache. There's other problems now, but that's all cleared up, Dave. Any comments? This week shall be rather entertaining. And we're ready to rock and roll. Here we go. All right, let's talk about last week. So game one. Game one. Dave, why can't we start with the uh, why can't we start with the Chubb team? Chubb to Kareem Pie. I, I know you didn't want to start there, but Let's just talk about the 2-0 teams first. There's only two of us, that's you and me. But let's talk about the cream pie. How did you think that went? I think it went as expected. Anyone that plays Cincinnati is going to uh, definitely get the cream pie, and you got it this week. There was not much defense played on Thursday night, as expected. 
most of the country was watching anything but that. Uh, but the points added up. And uh, actually in that game, Joe Burrow looked pretty good. I'm not sure if Al planned that or not, but having him uh, on his bench as potential keeper for next year is looking well. And so is your uh, potential double-headed monster of uh, <laughs> Chubb plus uh, Kareem Hunt. We shall I, see. I don't know. I know I've been criticized. People are texting me about it. Van has a big joke about it. But would anybody do anything differently? And they're both keepers. So, so far, so good. I haven't looked this up, but I'm pretty sure that I lead the league in running back production out of the RB position, not including the flex, but just the two RBs. I, I think you're probably right. Um, I looked it up last week, and I'm leading the league in kicker points, just as relevant. <laughs> so Al is stick. I wonder if he'll uh, start Gronk this week because Gronk is not. It, let's think about it. His last year with the Patriots, he wasn't very good. So why did we think it would be different this year? Well, I don't think it would be different. But let's go back for a minute. Uh, there was one player that took your lead and also started two running backs for the same team, but it didn't go as well. And that was uh, Mr. John Kissel. Uh, two running backs for the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, hold on. We're going to get to John. I have a lot of comments about John, John's team. Well, if you're going to walk on the two uh, running back side, then all right, we'll throw it out there. We'll get to that later. But all right. let's go back to your game. No, let's go there right now. Let's get – let's go there. So, uh, I, I want to say that we had a very interesting matchup. Tenacious D with a full 113 points against 94 – for the Midtown Stable Geniuses, which is a great name. Again, you don't live in Midtown. You should change it to River Oaks Stable Genius, but okay, whatever you want. Dave, what do you, what do you have to say? I do like the concept, and those are both great running backs from Baltimore, so you really think that's a terrible idea? Yeah, it's pretty terrible. There was, there was one run that came into play that gave Dobbins points at all. Uh, but I will say that Tenacious D is still living off that really good trade that he made last year for Patrick Mahomes, representing roughly 28% of his uh, points week to date. Uh, it was a good trade for him, and it got him the win last week, regardless of who he played. Dave Ever, the diplomat, he's taking a rip at me because I traded away Mahomes, And we'll talk about, and we're going to need some analysis in future weeks, who is the best drafter who is the best at keepers of course i'm bringing up the keeper issue because i do think i've had a track record that's very strong do you think john's gonna break 100 points at all this year i hope not because i'm playing him this week but i will tell you that there were a lot of uh subtle shots taken at john for taking kelsey in the first round and uh he's come through he's been pretty darn good better than most wide receivers what would you do if you were John? Um, there's a lot of, I mean, he's still carrying the three quarterbacks. Is that a good idea? Well, there, there's a few things that I would do. And one would be um, remember my login to ESPN.com so that I could actually manage my team, which he has seemed to do this year, which is fantastic. Uh, but I wouldn't have dropped uh, Cortland Sutton. I know prior to this uh, conversation, I thought about it a long time. He's out there on waivers, and he is uh, keeper eligible. I know he's not playing this year, but we have three spots in the IR for a reason. 
and I think that he could have a really good season next year if anyone wants to pick him up. Good. Or he could be Will Fuller for the rest of his career. I got a text on Sunday afternoon from Tenacious D. Dennis Garza. And this is not going to surprise you because he's always trying to quit leagues, baseball and football. But he says, I swear if I lose to John, I will dismantle my team and remove myself from any and all fantasy sports for the rest of my life. What do you think of that bold statement? Well, we know that's not true. It's if I need to, I'll drop another player and let him pick him up. That's what's happened the last few seasons to keep him competitive. It'll be fine. Uh, he he's only a few years removed tenaciously is from a championship. I mean, that's not terrible. He is. He is. And uh, unfortunately at the end of that championship season, he licked the trophy, which uh, may or may not be one of the most interesting things that's ever happened. Pictures with the trophy. Okay. Name on the trophy. Understood. Licking the trophy, putting between your uh, legs. Very different. <laughs> I, I licked it, but I did not put it between my legs or pretended to put it into anybody's butt, which he did. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one other comment, I think on last week's podcast, and 11 people listen to this podcast, I'm guessing the one person that didn't was Johnny. I can almost guarantee it. And you begged him to start Corey Davis, which he did not do. It wouldn't have made a significant difference, but it would have gotten him a lot closer, that's for sure. He did not do that, so that's a real shame. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to see Johnny get past 100 points, but again, he'll never listen to this. We're too deep into it. He's too busy with tennis and other activities at this point, so not going to happen. Which game do you want to look at next, Dave? Let's go to the top and go down. So it's uh, well, actually let's let's jump back to uh, to your game, you against Al. Oh, all right. Let's talk about it some more. Yeah, I told you on the pod last week I was going to win this matchup. I certainly did, but go ahead. What do you got? Well, no, let's start on your side. What do you think the difference was in that game? I I, I have an opinion, but I'd like to hear yours first. Uh, well, first of all, the Chubb to Kareem Pie connection is still strong. And as I was texting you during the game, it still frustrates me that they will not run the ball more often. They get 10 yards per, per carry practically between both those guys. But anyway, we'll get past that. I, I think the, the big difference maker was uh, my geniusness in drafting and my keepers. What do you have, Dave? Uh, yeah, definitely good keepers. And Matt Ryan definitely came through for you. And there's not a lot that Al could really do. His, his team is um, – Interesting to say the least. It's uh, I, I'll be interested to see what he does in the uh, wide receiver two position. Henry Ruggs coming in with one point last week, so um, there has to be more out there. It's uh, anybody, somebody, come give me a hug for some points in fantasy football. Dave, I just want to make one comment. The uh, headache reliever that the guy gave me at that place with the the green cross it's really starting to influence me a little bit. So you might have, have to help keep us on track. That's all I'm saying. All right. What game do you want next, Dave? How about we go to, whoa, the barn burner burrow deep against mm, boogers exclamation point. That is an interesting football game. 
It's uh, Anthony's team came through big time. And to be honest, the last two years, Anthony's keepers were pretty stellar. His pickup of uh, Kamara two years ago was, uh, it has to be the best keeper in the league. It's uh, every game, week in, week out. He is the guy that puts up the most points. Hey, did now he, he made the last in the league last week, uh, last year with uh, Kamara. He did, but that is how he manages his team, not his keepers, which is an interesting uh, statistic to walk through. And I think that when we look at Joe B's statistics sheets, it will tell the difference. I will tell you one thing that he did this week that was really, really interesting to me was he benched Wentz and went with uh, Allen. And Allen came through with 41 points to match Kristen's 41 from Prescott. And I love that, that Allen. I've got to tell you, he's like an old-timey guy. He really is. I mean, he cannot throw the ball to save his life, but he's going to win games. He's got a flutie vibe to him, I think. This game would have been not so close, um, except I have no doubt that Anthony had the shades on. Probably I'll figure out who the fuck is stealing single-copy newspapers uh, while Paris Campbell came in is not playing in the game. Right. So was, Joe, Joe mentioned that in that column that he put out there. He, Joe ripping on him before the final score came in. And, yeah, Paris Campbell, zero points, but Anthony still won. That, that's exactly right. Anthony's team is dangerous. I, I was happy to win in week one against him. And uh, Kristen lost by one, but it could have been worse than one. Look, I was pretty surprised to see Kristen's team put up 150. I'm against her this week. That's a pretty good score considering she was way below that week one. Her team's okay. Uh, and, you know, what? Derrick Henry, he had eight last week. He's going to do a lot better uh, throughout the season. I mean, that's low output for him. It was low output, but I, Darren Waller last week was an absolute beast. They, they couldn't guard him. That whole game was – I don't know if it was the first game in Las Vegas or what was going on there, but apparently they decided to play zone defense for anyone around receivers or backs besides him. He, uh, I mean, 28 points. That's incredible. He's been limited this week. So we'll see what happens with uh, Kristen's score. If it goes down from 150. Both teams with ridiculous names, but that's not Anthony's fault actually. Hey Dave, let's talk about the, the match you participated in take you to two and oh, there's only two, two and oh teams yourself. And I, as it turns out, X-Men X worst name in the league, 165 to 125. pretty easy against the Sandman. That's super surprising. Well, I, I got really lucky this week. It's uh, I mean, Christian McCaffrey basically out for the next six weeks. Um, Lamar Jackson having an off week against a, incredibly weak Houston defense. They didn't even have to throw the ball because they just ran it up their ass. So it's, uh, you know, definitely classic Dave Lee false humility. Well, he, he kills you at something, takes your money, whatever it might be. It's 12 in a row in cornhole bullshit, Dave, you can't give an honest analysis. What's going on with David Johnson? You're, you're playing him. He had six points. Is that going to be an ongoing thing for you? And A.J. Green with five? We talked about him last week. If he looked bad two weeks ago, last week, he looked ridiculous. Like, he looked like, uh, what's that guy's name uh, in the Shawshank Redemption, the uh, African-American gentleman? <laughs> 
Yeah, well, there Morgan is Freeman. Uh, Morgan Freeman. I mean, he doesn't even want to be out there. You can just tell by his body language. He's not interested. I will tell you this, that I'm not starting him this week in a smart play. We'll see what happens. But he has had the most targets of any wide receiver in the NFL thus far. So we'll see what, what goes on. But I don't uh, – look, Van had a really down week. His, his team is stacked. And uh, More I was happy to come away with the UW there. Oh. Van, my recommendation is get Will Fuller out of your lineup because he's going to get injured in the first quarter the next time you put him in. He had zero points last week, but he's a total mutt. You picked up that guy, I believe, on waivers. Great pickup, Gage from Atlanta, and I think he should be in the starting lineup, and I would guess that Van will have him in the starting lineup this next week. Would, would you play Gage over Tyler Boyd? I, th- I think Boyd is the guy to play there. I think that, that since he's going to throw the ball, and I think that Burrow showed last week that no matter how bad the defense is or how bad the O-line is, they're going to chuck it, and he's going to complete receptions. Let's get him an offensive line. All right, so we've got Aaron it out. So Joe B has kept true to what he said. He's going to change his name every week. We'll see if he actually does. Killed Mike V. Uh Hey, by the way, the, the Mike V team, I went back and took a little look at what is the history of that team. It's an interesting team because it started as an Elo Ernesto Lopez team. And then we had a couple years of Vince with the weird uh, James Bond name that no one ever understood. And now Mike V inherits it. It's not been a terrible team. It's not been a great team. It's everything in between. But Joe B just – devastates him 157 to 111 what could have mike v done differently i I honestly don't see much i I don't see i mean tight end is basically a wash no i I don't see much there either it's i mean Thielen headed down week i don't think you can not start Thielen. who would have known that minnesota was going to be that bad on offense uh, the one thing that is interesting and what Mike V I'm sure is thinking about now is who to play in the flex position. Allen Robinson, I mean, Chicago has been okay the first two games, maybe even great considering their standards, but he's just not catching passes. So what do you do from there? I'm not sure what he's got on his bench to go in. Do you put Harry in? He's been questionable all week. We'll see what happens this week. But, I mean, on Joe B's side – Green Bay had a monster week. I mean, Aaron Jones was out of control. Aaron Rodgers did exactly what you thought he was going to do. He's Aaron Rodgers every week is going to get you 20 to 30 points if they're playing their best football and their line is doing what they need to do. So, and that's what happened. And, you know, he got, uh, what, uh, 40, 50, you know, 44 and 23 out of his quarterback and running back. Joe B's got a very good team. Yeah, look look at his bench, Fournette for 27. And I, I don't think that's an outlier. I, I think this is his time. Tannehill, which is going to be week to week, but he put up 34. So he had a couple well, guys on the bench that didn't do as well as his starters. Well, think about Hill. It's, I mean, Hill gets all of his points like in two drives. The majority of that game, they weren't throwing to him. He looks like he's hurt. He looks like he's not hurt double coverage all over the place, which leads to the Kelsey points on John's team. But it's, you know, 
he's got a really good team. It is going to be rough playing Joe B the rest of the year. I agree. I got through him in week one, barely. Um, Mike V might want to think about changing from the Eagles head coach because I, I think it's going to be up and down, maybe seven or eight wins, but that might be a tough team to follow. I think he gets a W this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, that's an upcoming segment, but yeah. Oh, oh, oh you mean uh, Eagles do. Is yep. it at Philly or at Cincinnati? At Philly, I do believe. I don't know. They're terrible. We'll see. We shall see. I'm, I don't know about that, Dave. And then the other thing that really hurts Mike V, Mostert goes out in the first quarter. I think it was the first play for San Francisco, 80 yards from the line of scrimmage for a touchdown, Mike V, if he's following, it's got to be thinking this is going to be an amazing day. The guy's going to put up and, and now he's, he's out at least a week or two with a high ankle sprain. He is. And uh, smartly John, who apparently remembered his login <laughs> picked up McKinnon. So we'll see how that affects me this week. <laughs> All right. The last matchup we haven't talked about, We've got the Detroit, another rebuild, losing it to should be called Old Man Rivers, but sticking with slinging it like Rivers, which I don't know what that means. Is there a pun I'm missing in that whole thing? Uh, well, I guess we'll find out when uh, he gets on the podcast here. I don't know. All right. So slinging it like rivers 42 with russ wilson hey when i see russ wilson i get a tiger woods vibe are you with me on that or is that just me russell wilson's really good but let's be honest here it's you know jim won that matchup by three but it would have been i mean it could have been 40 if barkley didn't get hurt barkley was gonna get the ball in that game he got hurt twice early that game would be way out of reach and not as close if he would have played the whole game. Good point. Now, he's lost Barkley for the season, but had he had him, yeah, he's probably going to win by 20 or more. But what's he going to do without Saquon? And by the way, are we looking at a Saquon situation, another guy out of Penn State who's constantly injured like Achilles Smith? I mean, the name for me, the best – NFL player out of Penn State. Hold on. Who did you say about out of uh, Penn State? Achilles Smith or something like that? What's his name? No, no, no. Achilles Smith went to Oregon. That's Kajana Carter uh, that went Kajana. to Penn State. Okay, another running back. Perfect. Achilles was a quarterback, right? For one year at Oregon after he played baseball, yes. Dave knows every team anyone wants to. Fine. But let's talk about that. Who is the best NFL player that you're aware of, because you know all the colleges, out of Penn State? Not defensive player and not a guy that played in the 50s or the 60s, please. The best player out of Penn State? NFL player. They always fail. It's a failed program. Joe Pa was a mutt. Failed program. Terrible people. Well, I mean, right now on Anthony's team, he had a guy that was injured the first week but came back in a big fucking way in the second week, right? Does he not have the guy from Philadelphia? Hold on. Yeah, Sanders. Miles Sanders is the best guy 
ever in NFL history, not in the 50s. Well, I don't know if NFL history. It's what, what uh, you know, statistically speaking, I would guess it's, it's carry uh, the fucking quarterback from who knows how long. Ago. Wow. Wow. That's the best we can do. Okay. Penn state sucks. Let's put them on the same place that we would put the New York Yankee baseball team as a failed organization. You're comparing Major League Baseball to, to college football? I'm going to tell you the, the triad, or triad would be three. I'm going to give you more than three, but the worst sports teams ever, according to MDG. Number one, Penn State football. Number two, Georgetown basketball team. Number three, the New York Yankees. Number four, the L.A. Lakers. Number five, the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know not a lot about uh, hockey, but you named a couple of teams there that have won a freaking lot of titles. I'm just telling you. Look what happened with Penn State. Look, I grew up in Syracuse, New York. So back in those days, Penn State was the arch rival in football. And they're terrible. They're mutts. And look what happened with them. Joe Pa and the, the, the pedophile guy. That was bad, Dave. And Joe Pa stuck by him. So that's all you need to know. All right, let's get back to the uh, – I've taken us down a road. Anyway, so let's move on to the – hey, we didn't – last week we did not talk about the survivor pool at all. Now here's what's funny about the survivor pool. Because that's $25 towards your fee. Did everyone pay, by the way? You don't have to say who didn't if they didn't. We will shame them in future weeks, though. Did anybody not pay, Dave? Yes. How many people? Uh, four, I do believe. Jesus. All right, we'll talk about it offline. But we are going to shame those people in upcoming weeks if you want to keep listening to this. So for whatever reason, Anthony apparently when he buys the draft kit and then it tells him who to play every week. And by the way, he followed me on Podbean, which is the platform, but we'll be on iTunes this week, but he followed me. So I know he's listening to this. Anthony did not participate in week one, nor did Al, which is the most surprising person because I don't know, out of every seven nights, how many nights are you Al and I, or you, Al, Van, and I discussing who we should bet on. It's got to be. Well, that, 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 that's probably my fault. I didn't send any certified mail to the marquee to saying exactly what the uh, payout was. I texted it to the group, but I should have certified mailed it to the uh, all participants. It's still disappointing. I know he spends a lot of time on this. And by the way, Al, I'm on the heat. I bought a half point, taking him up to four tonight. Against the Celtics. Okay, so the survivor pool, though, has stayed pretty steady. First week, Kristen Garrison's out. So our lone girl player never makes it very long in the survivor pool. She's a girl, and they think about other things. I know, you got 18 teams and all this, and you know football, but no. I don't remember who she took. I want to say Titans took her down. Last week, everyone was alive. Everyone stayed alive, so we'll see. My odds-on favorite, if I could get a side bet with you, Dave, would be uh, Joe B to win it. Oh, I, I don't doubt that at all. It's uh, My number two would be Jay Fry. 
I don't doubt that at all either. Anyone can win it. And there's more people in it this year after the second week than any other year. We'll see what happens. Why can why can it, why cannot our one girl player last more than two weeks? I we will have to get her on here to talk about that. We will get her know. on some future week, no doubt. Okay. So let's talk about this week matchups. This week has some really awesome matchups. It really does. I, I am really interested to see what happens with Anthony and Van. Game two, mm, boogers against the Sandman. That's a really interesting game. The winner of that game might have a quick spot into the playoffs. Why do you say that? Have you looked at the? I think both our teams are really loaded. Hmm. Sandman with Kelvin Ridley. I like him this week. Well, I like everything about the Falcons this week, despite them being zero and two. I think they're a high-scoring squad. But at this point in time, it could change. He still got Will Fuller in the lineup, and I thought that I heard somewhere this week on one of the many podcasts that I listened to that Will Fuller was dealing with some sort of a hamstring injury. And according to ESPN, yes, he is. So Van should think twice about that. The guy's made of glass. He's a great player. College Notre Dame, fuck off. Right, Notre Dame? Yeah. Correct. But he's, no. he's made He will glass. change him out. He will change him out. The question is, will Anthony make the appropriate changes to win? That's a really good game. That might be the best game of the week. Well, according to the projections, they're a tie right now. So that's interesting. They didn't have anybody in play last night, which is probably a smart idea because those were not good teams last night. I will say I did win on a teaser last night. Felt Dolphins. It was Dolphins. I won a teaser last night on it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not bragging here, Dave. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about team names because we had that conversation last week. I don't think we're going to wrap it up this week, but we'll get back to the Sandman. I have some additional information. Uh, I'm going to keep it very generalized, but I did hear from him this week defending his team name and some good things I heard from him. The next matchup we're looking at is Midtown Stable Genius against you, Dave. X-Man X, terrible name. I am just hoping to get through the next six weeks before uh, Christian McCaffrey comes back. The projections say, and who knows what the starting lineups are, but the projections say you should win it pretty handily. Again, John is not projected to beat 100 points. So this should be a lapper, but how great would it be if John actually beat you this week? It would be entertaining for this podcast and for the league, but not for me. You sticking with Cam at quarterback, or are you thinking something different? You gonna go stab? Oh no, definitely going with Cam at quarterback. I think he's gonna score a rushing touchdown, maybe a week until someone figures out how to stop that offense. And when they do, he'll throw the ball more. All right, and we right now, who knows with John? Because this could change. But you did give him some advice about putting. Ah, God, he's sticking with Golden Kate, uh, Golden Tate. I don't think that's a great idea, really the way the Giants are playing, but he loves – he's got Marvin Jones Jr. He loves all of his Detroit guys. 
Hey, the one thing about, uh, you know, they're playing San Francisco, and San Francisco is beaten down on the defensive side. I'm pretty sure they lost three starting defensive players, including Bosa last week. Right. No, no, definitely they're hurting. I will give John credit. He put T.Y. Hilton on the bench. He only had five points last week, and he's only a week away from season-ending injury, guaranteed. It's going to happen. Next matchup we're looking at is Mike V, C.T. Wine some more. Did we figure out what that name even means? And off to Al, which I remember what that one means. I didn't even have to ask him. The thing is, I think he's trying to suggest like beating off to Al kind of thing. So put him in the category Everyone beats off to Al. That's what it means. (laughs) Except Dennis, because they are twin brothers, according to certain podcast listeners. Well, It's a pretty nice start with 30 points on the board. Right, and I happen to know – I. I think he'd be okay with me sharing this. He made a prop bet on this guy last night, so he made some money on him too, along with fantasy. Yeah. So the ESPN projections, which are dog shit, according to Dennis, would have Al winning this pretty handily. I got to say, I love Kyler Murray in the quarterback position this week against Detroit. He could put up 40, 45, 50. The guy's unbelievable. I think that uh, Mike V needs to figure out another player besides Frank Gore. I think Frank Gore is, uh, even if he carries the ball 20 times, he's not going to get receptions. Maybe he gets a touchdown, but that's got to be like 25%. Run the math, Mike V. Run the math. I'll tell you what. I'm going to take in an upset Mike V winning this week against beat off to Al. Wow. All right. I, I like a lot of uh, what he's got going on. Frank Gore, it's not a great situation, but wow. He's got some players that could put up some legitimate points. And you're right. I mean, Mostert, I guess you can't put him on the IR yet, but hmm. I mean, he's got Hawkinson and Ertz as tight ends. That's a very nice situation. I, I think he's in good shape. Uh, I'd get rid of Baker Mayfield as soon as he can. Terrible. Next matchup, grudge match against the San Antonio boys. We've got Mr. Jeff Brazel, half Detroit, another rebuild against Joe B, airing it out. We had 11 points last night from Devontae Parker for Miami for half. But Joe B team really looks difficult the projections would say joe b wins by four but you can't believe those dave commentary yeah i think joe b is set up for another w here it's new orleans does not look good and if they do look good what's going to happen is they score some points which means unfortunately the green bay is going to throw the ball and that means more points for rogers more catches for jones i think jones looks amazing that's another quality, really good keeper from a few years ago. I'll tell you what. I also think that Hill, it's he, he has caught the ball, and he's got some points. But, again, it's been on like one or two possessions. If they ever start just spreading it out and airing it out, I, I think it's going to be bad news bears. I think Joe's uh, team is stacked. Look – 
Uh, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to make a prediction. Quarterback, I would absolutely take uh, – he's got Philip. What, what is uh, – slinging it like old man, whatever. He's got Philip Rivers on the bench and Brady up. Brady's at Denver. He's an old guy. He's going to have trouble breathing. Rivers, Rivers against the Jets. Come on. I guarantee you want to make a bet right now, side bet, Rivers outproduces Brady. Are you talking to uh, – You. Heffer, are you talking to me? 50 bucks. What do you say? Uh, no, I won't take that bet. All right. I think we got to every game except for the big matchup of two dumbest semi-sexual names, Chubb to Kareem Pie against Burrow Deep. Kristen got eight last night from uh, Skiseki. I'm sure that's not how to say his name. I'm surprised he didn't do better than that. I mean, he had 135 the week before. He only had one reception. It just happens that it was for a touchdown. ESPN says this is going to be a very close game with me winning slightly, but her team is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. The Derrick Henry thing, I don't like it. Deion Lewis is a terrible start, though. I know. Barkley's out, but he's still a, he's a change of pace third down guy. Unless something changes, that's how it was when he was with the Patriots and other places. Dave, comment. It's going to be closer than you think. I really do. I think that Seattle's going to score points. I think that uh, Seattle's defense is rough. I think Prescott is going to have a lot of opportunity to throw the ball. Um, I think Derrick Henry is going to break through eventually. I don't know. We'll see. I I think there's uh, four or five guys on the waiver wire that are going to score more than eight on the tight end position that Kristen should have looked at, but we'll see. Dave, do you have any best bets in the NFL for those that actually gamble money on it? Have you looked at the games? I know you're in the middle of your budget season there, but anything you like? <laughs> no, I haven't, but I will make sure. Next week, there will be a best bet segment. I well, promise you that. Look, I would think if somebody wants to spend money, uh, I like the Rams – Minus two and a or a plus two and a half against the Bills this week. Sorry, Joe B. So we're gonna bring Joe B in to get his take on things here in a second. Hey, on the team names, we're gonna have to push that to next week. I do want to say one thing, and I have to find out how much information I could share from Van. But Van did let me know, Dave, that the Sandman has nothing to do with Mariano Rivera. Very happy about that. Nothing to do with the Yankees. Um, his favorite character from literature is someone named Gaiman or Gaiman. I don't know who that is or what that is exactly. And uh, the Sandman has been his team name for 25 years in fantasy football leagues. So probably even before they had a World Wide Web, he was mailing off his picks somewhere. But the, uh, there's another reason that he likes the Sandman but I have to make sure I have his okay on that. The other thing is we did, I might've mentioned this already. We tried to get Dennis involved because he's got a lot of ideas about rule changes, but he went incommunicado. All I know is he got a shipment from Berkeley, California yesterday. He sent us a picture of it. 
He said he might have taken too many of these hard candies, much like my headache thing, and now he's disappeared. So it's hard to say what happened with him. We'll get him back next week or whenever he's alive and breathing again. Let's bring in Joe B. right now. 